Hi, welcome to Harrison's Pod Class, where we discuss important concepts in internal medicine. I'm Kathy Handy. And I'm Charlie Weiner, and we're coming to you from the Johns Hopkins School of Medicine. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Today's episode is a 28-year-old with an episodic rash. Okay, Kathy. Today's patient is a 28-year-old woman who seeks evaluation for recurring episodes of a rash, and she tells you that she's, quote, allergic to cold weather. (laughs) Is this case about me? Just kidding. I don't mind the cold, but sometimes I would probably say that I am also allergic to cold weather. But there are many possibilities here. So getting back to the case, in addition to skin findings, many people can get bronchospasm or asthma from inhaling cold air. But why don't you tell me more about what she's presenting with? This young woman reports that for more than 10 years, since she moved from Georgia to New England to start college, when exposed to cold temperatures, she'll develop a rash. It is typically on her arms and her legs. She never sought evaluation previously, but she's noticed that these episodes have become more frequent. Other than cold exposure, she can identify no other triggers for the development of this rash, and she has no other similar types of rashes. Can you tell me more about the actual characteristics of the rash? Yeah, she describes that when she has these episodes, there are round, well-delineated lesions with a raised area, like a welt. They're a variable size, but most of them are typically one to two inches in diameter. And as I mentioned before, they're mostly on her arms and her legs. Are they itchy? Oh, yeah. And how long do they last? And does she take anything for them? The lesions actually last about 30 to 60 minutes. And no, she's learned that they'll go away by themselves, so she never takes anything for them. She's just worried that this may be some form of cancer. Okay, I understand her concerns. Can you tell me more about her past medical history? Does she have any allergies, any other medications that she's taking, and any family history that's relevant? She has no history of allergies, asthma, or atopy. She denies any food intolerances. She's had no weight loss, night sweats, fevers, or other symptoms. She currently lives in Vermont for her job, But these symptoms, which almost never occur in the summer, have her thinking about relocating. It's reasonable. Her only medication is an oral contraceptive pill, which she's taken for five years. She lives in a single-family home that was built two years ago. Anything now on physical examination? Her vital signs are totally normal, as is her general physical examination. However, after being stroked along her forearm with a tongue depressor, she develops a linear wheel in the area that was scraped. On placing her hand in cold water, her hand becomes red and swollen. In addition, during this period, there's several areas where a wheel and flare reaction develops on the arm above the hand that was placed in the cold water. Okay, so her lesions sound like classic hives, and based on the history, it sounds like she has cold-induced urticaria. So maybe she is allergic to the cold. Tell me more. The patient presents with typical signs and symptoms of cold urticaria, so it's an IgE-dependent urticarial reaction to cold exposure. After exposure to cold, urticarial lesions appear in exposed areas and usually last for fewer than two hours. The lesions can vary in size, but as in hers, are typically 1 to 3 inches in diameter. Histologic examination of the urticarial lesion would demonstrate mast cell degranulation with edema of the dermis and subcutaneous tissues. And as you recall, mast cells release histamine. This has also been demonstrated in research studies where exposure, if you expose one extremity to a cold challenge, such as an ice water bath, you'll find elevated levels of histamine in venous blood only from that extremity. It's a neat experiment. In our patient, the rash was produced by scraping with a tongue depressor. What does that mean? Yeah, that's dermatographism and is defined as the appearance of a linear wheel after a firm stroke. 
And that condition can be seen in 1% to 4% of the general population and is often found in individuals with cold urticaria. She's worried about cancer. Is cold urticaria dangerous? In general, it's a localized, self-limited process without any adverse consequences. However, vascular collapse may occur if an individual is submerged in really cold water. Okay, well, let's get to the question, finally. The question asks, what is the next step in the management of this patient? Option A is assess for the presence of antithyroglobulin and antimicrosomal antibodies. Option B is check C1 inhibitor levels. Option C is discontinue the oral contraceptive pills. Option D is treat with cetirizine 10 milligrams daily. And option E is treat with cyproheptadine 8 milligrams daily. Well, I'll start with the fact that treatment is not essential, but many individuals do request treatment because they are symptomatic from the recurrent urticaria and puritis, and they don't want to have these symptoms. Treatment with an H1 histamine receptor blocker, such as cetirizine, is usually adequate for symptom control. Ciproheptadine or hydroxyzine can be added to therapy if H1 antihistamines are inadequate. So the answer is D, 10 milligrams of cetirizine if she wants to start treatment. Is any other evaluation necessary? She said she's worried about cancer, and then the question asked about some antibodies and some inhibitor levels. In this patient, there's a clear precipitant for developing urticaria, so that was cold exposure, and her symptoms have been present for at least 10 years, so quite a bit of time. So no other evaluation is necessary here. Would, in a different patient, uh, anything prompt you to think about additional evaluation? In the evaluation and management of chronic urticaria, identification and elimination of precipitating factors are important. Possible etiologic factors include foods, pollens, molds, and medications. In this case, the urticaria sounds typical for cold-induced, and it predates the use of her oral contraceptive medications, so stopping oral contraceptives would be unlikely to be helpful. Assessment of antithyroglobulin and antimicrosomial antibodies can be helpful in individuals with chronic urticaria in whom a cause is not otherwise identified because these may be associated with Graves' or Hashimoto's disease. Finally, deficiency of C1 or the presence of a C1 inhibitor presents as recurrent angioedema, not urticarias, as is seen in our patient. Okay, so again, the teaching point is that the history points you to the diagnosis in this case once again. She presents with a typical case of cold-induced urticaria, and if the patient would like to avoid the episode, an H1 antihistamine is the first-line therapy. And you can read more about this in Harrison's chapter on urticaria. This is Jim Shanahan, publisher at McGraw-Hill. Harrison's Podcast is brought to you by McGraw-Hill's Access Medicine, the online medical resource that delivers the latest trusted content from the best minds in medicine. Go to accessmedicine.com to learn more.